Hello and welcome to episode 9. In this episode, we will be discussing cystic fibrosis-related diabetes or CFRD, as well as post-transplant diabetes, PTD. You can expect one or two questions on these topics on the exam. And for our exam scenario today, which one of the following statements is false? Statement 1, screening for CFRD should begin at age 10. Statement 2 is oral glucose tolerance test is the gold standard to screen for both CFRD as well as PTD. Statement 3, insulin treatment in CFRD has no effect on lung function. And statement 4, screening for complications of CRD should begin five years after the diagnosis of diabetes. And the wrong statement here is insulin treatment in CFRD has no effect on lung function. Because in fact, early initiation of insulin in patients with cystic fibrosis-related diabetes has been shown to delay the progression of lung function. Screening in CFRD should indeed begin at age 10 in all patients. And oral glucose tolerance test is the gold standard in both CFRD and PTD. And five years after the diagnosis of CRD, we should start looking for diabetes complications. Okay, so CFRD um, happens in about 20% of adolescents with cystic fibrosis and approximately half of adult patients with cystic fibrosis. This is because of the inflammatory effect on the pancreatic beta cells, which eventually causes insulin deficiency. But also there is a component of insulin resistance, which is related to the inflammation and the continuous or recurrent steroid use that we see in a lot of these patients. The occurrence of CFRD is associated with worse lung disease, worse outcomes, uh, worsened nutritional status, and a higher mortality. And early initiation of insulin is associated with weight gain, which is a good thing in these patients because of its anabolic effect, better preserved lung function, and improve improvement in mortality. Now, annual screening for CFRD should begin at age 10 in all patients with cystic fibrosis and should occur annually using an oral glucose tolerance test, which is the gold standard to screen for diabetes in this population. That is because cystic fibrosis patients commonly have normal fasting sugars but they can have significantly elevated postprandial hyperglycemia. And they are best managed with insulin. And as in many patients with early CFRD, we tend to only use short-acting pre-meal insulin, which is sufficient to control the postprandial hyperglycemia in a lot of patients. The goals of management of diabetes should be individualized depending on the patient population. And as discussed, Earlier, five years after the diagnosis of the diabetes, we should start looking for complications with a annual dilated eye exam and urine albumin creatinine ratio. Now for post-transplant diabetes, we know that hyperglycemia is very common during the early post-transplant period with about 90% of kidney allograft recipients exhibiting hyperglycemia in the first few weeks.
and that by itself should be treated with insulin. And this does get better with time with a lot of patients as they get off steroids. And uh, approximately 38% will still have post-transplant diabetes at one year after the transplant. Similar to CFRD, the gold standard test to diagnose post-transplant diabetes is an oral glucose tolerance test. We don't typically label someone as having post-transplant diabetes based on the early hyperglycemic period because that is usually related to the inflammation and the steroids. So it is advised to wait until the patient is on a stable immunosuppressive regimen, which is typically one year after the transplant, before we can give them such a diagnosis. Now, there is a paucity of information about the use of oral hypoglycemic drugs in the post-transplant period, whether early or late. Uh, So, insulin is still the preferred method of treatment. There is a small amount of data. For example, uh, metformin, we know that it's relatively safe to use after kidney transplant, and so is pioglitazone. However, they are rarely used in clinical practice. Now, this concludes today's short episode. In the next episode, we will be discussing gestational diabetes and goals. Thank you for listening.